The book of Luke, chapter number 22. Luke, chapter number 22, verse number 19. Luke 22 and 19 says, And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do, everybody say, this do, in remembrance of me. This do in remembrance of me. I know uh, we usually only read this scripture, you know, when it comes to communion time, but we just had a a communion a week and a half ago, so I figure we're close enough, right? (laughs) So I want to speak to you for the next few minutes with the help of the Lord on this subject, in remembrance, in remembrance. Let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessings. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your sweet name. I thank you that we get to come here into your presence. Lord, with you and worship you tonight, I ask that you speak to every one of us, including myself. God, help me to speak your words and not mine, Lord. I love you so much, and we give you all the praise. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I'm also glad that my wife is able to be here. It's uh, for those of you that have have seen, uh, been here when I've preached several times, that's kind of an inside joke. A lot of the times that I preach, she ends up having to work at that time, and so she's not able to be there or something, you know, for some reason she's not able to be there, and so I'm glad to have her with me. That said, I'm going to pick on her a little bit tonight, <laughs> so I may get in trouble. She may she may want to stay away a couple times after this, but it's not too bad. So... When I was just, uh, when we were just dating, uh, you know, in, in the process of dating, we dated for over three years before we got married. And so, uh, in, when you're getting to know somebody and, and starting to meet all their family, <laughs> well, I guess we're going to listen to some music for a minute. <laughs> when, you're, when you're dating somebody and getting to know somebody, you start, you know, meeting more of their family as the relationship goes on and, and all of that kind of thing. And, and uh, so we had, the, you know, those type of experiences. And I remember the, the first time that we were going to visit, Tiffany and I were driving together to go visit her grandmother. She's already laughing. She knows where I'm going with this. And her grandmother had lived in the same house, still lives in the same house that she did when Tiffany was just a, a little girl. Ever, ever since Tiffany was born, her grandmother has lived in the same house. And I know there's a lot of y'all, raise your hand if you're familiar with the Blytheville area. I know several of y'all have lived in that area, uh, and there's several more that aren't here tonight that are pretty familiar with it too. So she lives in that area. And has always, ever since Tiffany was born, lived in that area. Tiffany used to, as many of you probably remember back when you were a kid, during the summers when she was out of school, she would go and and spend a lot of time with with her grandmother and always looked forward to to doing that and and go, of course, on holidays and all that kind of thing. Uh, Just how grandparents are, you know, you go and visit them and she was all excited and, 
you know, didn't want to leave grandma's house and, and all of this. So she had been there, you know, lots of times over, over her life, but I had never been there. This was the first time that I was taking a trip to, I had met her grandmother, but I had never been to her house. And so we were driving there to meet her parents. They were having a little family get together. So we get there, we get almost to Blyville and Tiffany starts saying, I think you turn right here. I'm like, you think this this is your grandma's house? I don't, I don't know where to go. So we turn and she's like, yeah, you turn right here. And then somewhere down here, there's a road that you turn off on. And, uh, so, you know, that's, that's just flatlands and fields everywhere. And, and if you don't know which road to turn, you know, they can all look about the same. So we knew that something was wrong when we saw a sign that said entering Missouri. <laughs> and I would just, I was on one side, I, I was a little agitated, but the other side, I was laughing at her because I'm saying, this is your grandma. You've been to her house hundreds of times <laughs> and she could not remember the way to get there. We finally did get there, and so I made sure that I learned how to get there from then on <laughs> so that we would have a backup plan. My wife, I love her. She's not that great with directions, <laughs> and we haven't had any trouble since getting there. A similar thing happened a, a couple years later after we were married. <laughs> When uh, her dad has some land way out in the middle of nowhere, if anybody knows where Mountain View, Arkansas is, that's the big city close to where he's got some land, but it's about an hour outside of Mountain View. you got to drive for an hour to get to the closest Walmart. You drive from Mountain View to a little bitty blink-and-you-miss-it town called Fox, Arkansas. And... In Fox, Arkansas, that's just a blink-and-you-miss-it town, you turn off of the highway, and you drive for another 30 minutes. <laughs> and it, this place, I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're 15, 20 minutes away from cell phone signal, and you can't drive a car to get out there. you got to drive something four-wheel drive to get out there. It's on the side of a mountain. Beautiful, look overlooking the Red River. It's just beautiful, just gorgeous. We we go camping out there, and she had been camping out there a lot of times. I had never been out there before. So we uh, are making our way. We get to the to, to the town of Fox with no issues, and and we turn off the road, and and we start. We we get off the pavement. And we're on gravel now, and and we start working our way towards the camp, and. And she says, okay, I know somewhere up here we turn right, but I'm not sure where. So we we go and we go and we go and and uh, we end up where the road kind of ends and it just goes off into the middle of a field and right next to somebody's house and barn. And we start driving out in their field. And I said, Tiffany, this cannot be right. <laughs> we are next to these people's barn. They're about to come out here with a gun and tell us to get off their property. We're driving out in the middle of their field. We have done something wrong. And her parents, let me remind you what I said a minute ago, 15, 20 minutes away from cell phone signal. So when we were lost in Blytheville area, we could call and say, hey, where do we go wrong? Now, no cell phone. 
we were just stuck on our own trying to find it. So eventually we we made our way back, and she said, I, I think maybe this is where you turn. And so we tried that way, and eventually we found our way to a spot that she was familiar with, and we ended up making it there. And, of course, everybody was wondering what in the world had taken us so long to get there because they knew about how far away we were. So Tiffany was having trouble remembering those paths that she had been on many, many times. And, you know, I'm picking on her, but there's every one of us could have a story told on us. I could have stories told on me. There's every one of us that that ha- has times where your memory just lets you down. <laughs> there's something that you absolutely should remember, and you just don't. When the, You know, a lot of those times, I'm sure every one of us have said it, you know, somebody asks you something and, and you say, well, if you wouldn't have asked me about it, I could have told you right off. Something that you know that you know and your memory just lets you down. That's just something about memory. Sometimes they just don't work too well for us. Sometimes we can remember what happened when we were a kid. We can remember what happened when we were a teenager or growing up just like it was yesterday, but we can't remember where we set the keys five minutes ago. <laughs> sometimes we like to sit around and talk about the good old days anybody like to do that sit around maybe you're you go to a class reunion for your high school or maybe you get uh together have a family get together and you all sit around and reminisce and and talk about good times and and laugh and and uh and remember you know all the fun that you had and and all of that kind of thing and it is fun to occasionally reminisce it's fun to occasionally sit around and tell old stories to people that all know the stories and just have fun and laugh and and all of that stuff and but there are times when our memories are meant for more than just fun stories with our friends or family we think of remembering as kind of a passive thing. We, you know, have this memory that, that we tell you about and we smile and we laugh and, and we just think about those times and it makes us happy. We think of it as a passive thing, but sometimes our memories should spark us to do something. In this passage that we read, Jesus said, This do in remembrance of me. This do. So in other words, he didn't just say, remember me. He said, do something when you remember me. This do in remembrance of me. He was asking us to do something. So memories should often affect our present and future actions. And God set the precedent for this, not, not only when, when he said this doing remembrance of me, but we can go all the way back to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters assuaged the fountains also of the deep, and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated. 
So that first verse, first few words, it says, and God remembered Noah. Now, obviously, God hadn't forgotten about Noah. He hadn't forgot about Noah hanging out with all those animals in the ark. It wasn't at the start of this passage of Scripture, it wasn't God saying, now, where did I put that Noah guy? <laughs> where, where was that ark at? Oh, yeah, he's right over there floating in the water. It wasn't a situation where God forgot about Noah. He was just turning his active attention back to Noah and back to all the people and animals that were in the ark. And I think that was partly to show us an example of what it means to remember something, of what it means to turn your active attention back to something. And it's just like in our lives, okay? Not a single one of us, I don't think, will ever be guilty of forgetting, completely forgetting about God. Somebody says God to you or says the name Jesus, and you, oh, yeah, I forgot there was a God up up in heaven. No, None of us are going to be like that. You know, you hear all the time about people, you know, elderly people who have been hit so hard with dementia and Alzheimer's, and, and they can't even remember their own family's names, but they can remember the name of Jesus. They can quote scripture. They can sing hymns. You don't forget about God. And, I, and you know, we're not going to forget about God, but sometimes our active attention goes elsewhere other than God. It doesn't mean that we're backslid. It doesn't mean that we're doing anything bad. It just means that, you know, the cares of this life, we go about our daily lives and we can get in a routine of doing this and doing that, going to work, going home, you know, spending time with our family, doing whatever the case may be. You get in your daily routine, you do the things of this life, and your active attention goes to those things. We're humans. We live our lives. But sometimes we need to remember God. In other words, sometimes we need to to make the effort to knowingly turn our active attention back to God. Active attention has the word active in it. That's deep. That's deep, right? Active attention has the word active in it. I tell you what, I'm used to hearing pastors saying all say things, you know, every every sermon and I'm like, "Man, that's awesome." <laughs> and maybe that's one of those things. <laughs> not really but active attention has the word active in it and active implies action that's simple but it's true what actions could it mean well here are a couple of examples from the bible it could mean the action that turning your active attention back to god creates could be prayer in jonah chapter 2 verse 7 jonah is in the belly of the great fish. His active attention had turned away from God. He was thinking survival. He was thinking getting away from all those evil people. And all of a sudden, God got his attention. And he got kicked off that ship, and he got swallowed by the great fish. So he was in the belly of this great fish in Jonah chapter 2, verse 7. He says, When my soul fainted within me, I did what? 
I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. So he remembered God. He hadn't forgotten that God existed, but he remembered God. He turned his active attention. He turned his focus back to God. And that's when things started to turn around for him. He remembered God. So it could mean prayer. He, he got back to praying. Another action that it could mean is witnessing, telling others about Jesus. In Luke chapter 24, this is after Jesus had been crucified and buried and resurrected and the women came to the tomb of Jesus and they found an empty tomb. And Luke chapter 24, verse 4 says, And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, because they found an empty tomb. They weren't expecting that. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed their faces, bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And in verse 8, that's when it starts turning around. They remembered his words. All of a sudden, it came back to their attention. They had forgotten that he said those things, but it came back to their attention. They remembered his words. Verse 9, and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. So as soon as they remembered, it wasn't just, oh yeah, he did say that. That, That's awesome. That's pretty cool. But their memory sparked action. They immediately went and started spreading the news. They immediately went and told the eleven and told all the rest about Jesus being risen. Their attention had turned back to God. I think that this is a great Wednesday night message. (laughs) Because, I don't know about you, but Wednesday nights for me are a chance in the middle of the week to get refreshed. You've went a, a few days since Sunday, and you know maybe you got a good blessing on Sunday, but you went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and had to get back to the grind of doing things, and 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 had to get your mind. You just, you have to you have to get your mind back on things of this life. You can't spend all week in Sunday mentality as far as you know all the things that we do in service. You if you're making a living, if you got a job, you got to get your mind on those things. That's just part of of being an adult. <laughs> And so it's a, Wednesday nights are a chance for you to come back from getting your mind on all those things and get refreshed by God. Get get refreshed by the fellowship of of brothers and sisters of like precious faith. Halfway through the week, kind of a reset button. You kind of get here and you're tired and you're wore out from the work week and you're and from all the things, the responsibilities that you got to take care of, and you get to church on Wednesday night and it's just like just a breath of fresh air does anybody else feel like that 
that's how I've always felt about Wednesday nights. I just love coming to church on Wednesday nights. And so th- this message is kind of like Wednesday nights. It's kind of you've had your focus somewhere else. You've had it on work. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're, you're a, 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 a dirty old sinner. It doesn't mean that you're backslid. You've just had things that you've had to put your attention on. And it's time to turn your attention back to God. It's a great opportunity to get your focus back where you need to have it, and that's on God. And God set the example throughout the Old Testament of remembering by doing something. You know, we read about Noah, and over and over in the Old Testament, it it talks about how the Israelites, they'd be doing good, and then over the years, they'd they'd turn their backs on God and... You know, this this happened so many times that the Israelites would turn their backs on God. And then you'd have a few people that would start remembering God. And guess what? It would say, and God remembered them and did this. It wasn't just a, a, a passive memory of God saying, yeah, I remember when the Israelites used to serve me real, you know, with their whole hearts and all that. That's that's a good memory. It was God saying, "Yeah, I remember you're. I, I remember you're there. I'm turning my attention back on you, and these oppressors that you're under, all these people that have you under captivity. Guess what? I'm going to wipe them out." God remembered, and He did something. He set that precedent throughout the Old Testament. So I just want to ask us: Let's follow that example tonight. Maybe you're going through something difficult in your life. And if you are, now would be a good time to think back on a time that God has brought you through in the past. I'm sure we could go around this room and every one of us could have some type of testimony of when God brought you through. So whatever situation you're going through, just think back to a time that God brought you through in the past. It may not be the same situation, but it's the same God. And if he could bring you through what he brought you through before, he can bring you through your situation right now. Maybe your job or your hobbies or whatever the case may be has dominated your thoughts lately and and your focus has shifted a little bit onto those things. And, uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you're backslid, but maybe your, your focus is just not quite on God. And God, my phone is going crazy on me. God is just waiting to do something in you. Maybe that's the case. Maybe your focus has been somewhere else, but God is just waiting to do something in you. As soon as you remember him, as soon as you turn your attention back to God, there may be something you don't even know about that God is asking you to do, or maybe you do know of something that God has asked you to do, but your focus has been somewhere else. If you'll remember that thing, if you'll remember what it is that God has called you to do, there's no telling what God will do. If you'll put some action into it, I guarantee you God will put some action into it as well. Why don't we stand together? As we get ready to close this service tonight, I wonder if we could just take a few minutes and remember God. Not that any of us have forgotten that God exists, but if we could just turn our active 
attention back to him. And when you remember him, let that remembrance, in remembrance, let that remembrance inspire you to do something. Inspire you, maybe it's to spend a little bit more time in prayer. Maybe maybe you've let that part of your life slip a little bit. Maybe it's to spend a little bit more time in, in reading the Word of God or whatever the case may be. Or maybe it's just that you're going through something and you need to be reminded of what God has done for you in the past. Maybe God has asked you to, to talk to somebody that you know at your work or in your family or or, or just somebody that you know, and you've kind of forgotten about that. You put it in the back of your mind. Let's do some remembering tonight. Let's do some remembering and turn our focus back to God. Turn our active attention back to God. Let's, let's lift our hands together. Lord, I love you, God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for speaking to every one of us. Lord, if there's any, whatever, Lord, that I've done, that I've turned my focus away from you, God, help me to turn my active attention back to you, God. Help me to turn my focus back to you. I want to do something for you, God. I want to, I want to, I want to do something in remembrance of you. I don't want to just remember and smile about the things that you've done for me, God. But when I remember those things, I want it to stir up a fire within me that I want to do something, God. That I want to do something in remembrance of you. Lord, I know that you've called everyone in here tonight to do something. And I ask that you bring it back to their minds. Bring it back to their hearts right now. Help them to turn their active attention back to it. That whatever has caused them to to be distracted away from it, God, help them to remember now. Help them to remember now what it is that you've called them to do. What it is that they can do, an active thing for you, Jesus. Help us all to remember those things. We thank you for the good things that you've done for us in the past, God. And Lord, whatever situations that these folks may be facing tonight, God, help them to remember all the times that you've brought them through in the past. Help them to look back on those things and be encouraged and know what to do, God. Know to trust in you, to put their faith in you, and that you're going to bring them through it, Jesus. I thank you for it, God. I thank you for your word, Jesus. I thank you for your promises in our lives, God. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The last thing before we dismiss, why don't you get with a brother or sister and just pray for them and pray that that God would bring back to their memory something, bring their active attention back to whatever it is, back to God, back to whatever it is that God has called them to do. Hallelujah, Lord, touch my brother. God, touch my sister. Lord, touch their memory, God. Help them to remember you, God. Help them to turn their active attention back to you, to what it is that you've called them to do, God. I thank you for loving them. I thank you for calling them. I thank you for taking care of them. I thank you that you've brought them through in the past and that you're going to continue to bring them through, God. I thank you for it, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. 
Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? I thought that was really such a powerful thought um, that Brother Nathaniel um, or Brother Hancock, or I guess that's your dad, you've told me that before, um, but brought to us tonight um, that, you know, we say that we remember God um, throughout our week, um, but do we really? Are we really giving him the attention um, that he deserves, um, certainly, but but certain... um, the attention that we would give other things that we remember, you know, um, as, as I'm married now, and, and even if you're not married, you've dated somebody before. And, and if we, if we spent a week and didn't call somebody or didn't spend time with them, they'd say, well, you forgot about me. Um, and, and as he was preaching tonight, I, I thought about that. And, you know, when I'm going through my week, I need to be spending time, um, as the scripture said, you know, Pray without ceasing. Um, let his praise be continually on my lips. And, and even at work, let's not be more than a moment away um, from remembering God um, in the midst of any situation. Don't let me get frustrated and not remember that I serve a God that is going to work everything out. Don't let me get worked up over the situations of life and not turn my my thinking toward him and my actions toward him too. Thank you, um, Brother Nathaniel, that was awesome. I love it. Um, I love when you get to speak. Um, it always blesses me. Thank you all for coming to Sanctuary Church tonight. Um, have a safe travel home. Remember those announcements, and they'll have them playing on the screen as well. Um, we love you. Thank you for letting this be your home this Wednesday night.